0: howdy everyone welcome to cofefe break here on the unsafe space network cofefe break is a show we do every monday and friday at 11 a.m pacific i'm carter yes i have been awol but i am no longer awol i am here what's oh i usually say the date what's today september 3rd it's friday september 3rd um yeah it's a little bit less of a structured show but it allows us to interact with you guys because we do it live and i am almost always joined At least one of us is always here. We're both here today. I'm almost always joined by Carrie Smith, who is coming from an undisclosed location today. Carrie.
1: Hello, Carter. Howdy. We're going to see if this works, because I have... uh, Hi, I'm on the road, and I think I might be a bit delayed with the Wi-Fi in this hotel. If that's the case, first of all, welcome back. Heart. If you're you know delayed, we'll switch to just audio. No? That's
0: okay. Welcome back, Cotter. From the show. <laughs> I know that song. <laughs> okay. Is that what yeah. you're singing? Beverly and I okay.
1: made an image. We just put it up. Yeah, Beverly, put the image up.
0: Magic Beverly, <laughs> do your thing.
1: I well, not really wanted thing. the audience. I wish they could sing the song. But, uh, yeah, she helped me out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How come I don't have a fro? I'm a little bit. Oh, you're in it also. That's no. awesome. <laughs> That's totally a you face. And if there's a hat involved. That is, that is excellent.
1: <laughs> and you've got the ruler. <laughs> we should have put the whiteboard behind you. No formality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't think cotter anyway, was a, that kind of teacher back. he wasn't really a so, disciplinarian right so he was he was okay
1: no he was cool uh so you've can, been gone and in that time i got his banned. so yeah from YouTube it wasn't
0: carrie's fault i mean many <laughs> things are often carrie's fault and i love to blame her but i can't really blame her for that it was not carrie's fault uh susan we can blame uh but we cannot blame yeah. carrie So, um, by the way, I do want to say to Maria, uh, Marie Busky, she says, boo to you, you know, I realized today, have you ever thought of this, Carrie boo and boo are spelled the same.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) That's a silly thought, but yeah. Oh, I saw. So anybody that doesn't know that reference, I saw that this morning, it made me laugh so hard. There's a new Twitter account called the ghost of unsafe space and somebody made, I'm sure, I'm sure I I probably know. It's probably anyway, I'm not going to say, but someone made a little ghost and with our colors and it looks, it's pretty funny. I'm glad the ghost of unsafe space is on Twitter. You do. Okay. (laughs) I
0: know exactly who made it. (laughs) Uh, A little ghost. Yes. Yeah, the ghost of uns- we I we were trying we were trying to get the Twitter account back. We kind of gave up eventually. We filed the report with the Better Business Bureau our original Twitter account. They just never gave us any reason basically. Uh, it was just like you're banned. We appealed, we're like what the hell? You didn't cite anything. They never cited a tweet, they never cited anything. They just it was just a generic ban. And ban 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 every time we tried to appeal, ban ban ban, and then they finally sent us a thing saying, "Stop appealing cuz we're not listening." So then we filed a complaint with the Better Business Bureau. Then we waited for a while. And now... And then... I Look, I don't believe in ghosts. So, well, so let I don't me know tell what that guys, account what, is. But there's an account up there. It looks like it's the ghost of Unsafe Space. I don't
1: know. A ghost. So let me tell you guys what's happening with YouTube. So we did... We hosted an employee mandate roundtable. So people from our audience, Unsafe Space folks could come and share their stories about employer mandates for vaccines in the workplace. We had five people who were brave enough, willing to put their, themselves on camera. And this tells you how touchy this subject is. Four of them you, you know, protected their identity. We, they didn't show their face. They were audio only and we gave them fake names. Um, three of them were in the medicine or pharmaceutical, like the medical or pharmaceutical or science fields. I just think that's important because they always try to make make it out like it's some kind of anti science position if you can't or don't want to get this vaccine um, at this time, and that's just not true. Some of the smartest people I know have not, have chosen not to take it or take it yet, right? And so we have these people share their stories and some of them, you know, are, are one person said, you know, I, I'm going to have a week before I lose my job. Another person's uh, husband has a blood platelet, platelet disorder, which prevents him from taking it unless he wants to put his life at risk. It's like, so there's all these different cases. And and uh, just by sharing their personal stories, these these anecdotes, the things that they're going through, truth, sharing the truth, YouTube pulled the video down within an hour or two, And then they gave us a two weeks suspension. This is our second strike, which means we cannot get another strike or we'll be gone permanently. We cannot get another strike until one of the the first strike falls off. And um, so until then we're gonna be streaming elsewhere. And we, we uploaded that video at Odyssey. I think this is a great time to kind of promote Odyssey and maybe get more people switched over to watching there. You can give super chats on Odyssey now, isn't that right?
0: You can, although I'm going to not promote. I mean, yeah. Odyssey, yes, go there. If you want to go to Odyssey, absolutely. But the thing I'm going to really push, and I'm glad you brought it up, go to unsafespace.com. We have decided that we will just always be there. And right now, even on unsafespace.com, you can be watching this. It's Granted, we're streaming from their Clips channel right now on YouTube, so there's no Super Chats because our other channel, as Kerry just mentioned, was banned. But we are streaming. There's a chat box. It's the same experience as YouTube but it's from our website. And that allows us to swap things. If Odyssey's working better or stuff, stuff starts working, we switch to Odyssey. There's another uh, couple platforms that we're looking at. If you like Odyssey, absolutely go to Odyssey. We love it, go watch us there. Um, but I would really encourage people to just get in the habit of start doing it on our website because wherever we are, it will be on our website. Um, that's the commitment we're making. So, uh, And I, I've got our website chat sitting here. So it seems to be, seems that to hurt.
1: So in the meantime, since we're on our uh, uh, Clips channel, I don't know if you guys know, but they've permanently demonetized our Clips channel just preemptively out the gate. We'll never be able to do Super Chats here. Yeah, they never So we're it. taking Star Chats today. If you would like to give us Star Chat, yeah, if you would like to give a Star Chat and support the show financially, if you're able to do that, you are welcome to do that over at Subscribestar, our unsafe space, unsafe space page on Subscribestar. And Beverly's going to be sending us those so we can read them.
0: Yeah, and, and I want to start out uh, with the first one because yeah, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure the first one was meant to be a super with chat. With bad tech and all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to just, it's from Steven. He even gave us 100 bucks, and he says, Keep up the good work. Wow. I don't to get booted from YouTube just yet. He says, Carrie, I hope you're all right. Your confession on Instagram and Facebook made me worry. By the way, I'm going to ask you about that because I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, I'm I'm not sure that putting that stuff either. up on broad social media is going to be helpful in the end. Carter, I bought Von Mises, human action, really dense, LOL, hope you're both well, Stephen. So thank you, Stephen. That was generous. I don't know what you're talking about with respect to Carrie, but I do know that human action is indeed dense, but you will enjoy it. Uh,
1: I don't know what confession he's talking about, Unless he means what I posted last night, but I didn't post that on Instagram. I just posted on Facebook. And what I said last night was, I don't think it's bad to share that at all, actually. What I shared was that uh, in the past year and a half, so first of all, I shared an article from The Atlantic where it, they're talking about the science of masks on children. And it's surprising to read this in The Atlantic. The Atlantic is saying the science does not support masks on children. And actually, there's more science to say that this is, this is bad for kids. Yes. So... It's an interesting Atlantic piece. You should read it, especially because and it's a source that maybe, channels, maybe yeah. your friends in the cathedral <laughs> will listen to because it's a left source, right? Just Right now?
0: No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, the delay is really bad. So sometimes I'm jumping in to say something and I realize that you hear it four seconds later. So I'll shut up. I was joking. Continue.
1: Carter, I don't know what just happened. I'm, I'm I'm on a lag here. Did we just get banned?
0: No, we're good. I was kidding. Go, keep going, and there goes Carrie. She's on a lag. Sorry about that. Um, she'll come back. I am going to say a few a uh, few housekeeping things uh, about the bands. Uh, one, as she said earlier, go to subscribe, start to do star chat. Also, if you would like to support the show, which we would really, really appreciate, given that. A lot of our revenue actually comes from YouTube, so it hurts when we get banned. Go to unsafespace.com. There's a support button. You can just go to slash support if you want. You can subscribe. There's different tiers of subscribers. If you subscribe at the apostate level or above, you get this cool mug sent to you, um, which is not actually a grenade, <coughs> but does make TSA oh. wet their pants. Um, also, the Twitter account we were talking about, I realized we should give you the URL. It's, It's... You know, the previous Twitter account was spelled unsafe space. This one is cleverly spelled underscore unsafe space. So, and last but not least, before we re-engage with Carrie now that she's back, is please don't forget to get the jab on the subscribe button. Go jab the subscribe button. Give it some jabs. Uh, the subscribe, subscribe button needs some jabs. It's for the health of YouTube and the health of everyone to make sure the subscribe button has plenty of jabs. Okay. Carrie, I think you're back. Sorry there was a delay. I was just I made a stupid interjection. I was kidding that we were now banned because you were talking about COVID, but the delay made it so bad that you didn't hear and it seemed like got discombobulated and then disconnected. So I will shut up. Please continue. Can you guys hear
1: can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay, don't interrupt me then. Just just let me finish this part. <laughs> cause I cause whenever you speak, there's a long lag and I can't tell you're saying. Um, there's an article in the Atlantic that you should read about masks on children and how the the overwhelming science does not support masks on children. That it's actually the opposite, at least what we know right now. And, and when I shared this, I was talking about how I've been in, you know, we go through these moods during, we're in the, we're in a dystopian society. We're currently living in, in under authoritarianism. And I know a lot of people who are going through depression right now, who are, who are having a bad time of it. And I tend to go through uh, ups and downs with it. And the past few days, I was definitely in more of a funk, more of a misanthropic funk of, you know, it's been a year and a half that we've had people who are behaving like cultists, who are behaving like religious fundamentalists, who are not allowing any scientific inquiry or any inquiry at all, who are, tell, who are yelling at us about the science and who are projecting at us at anyone who doesn't go along with their cult and saying that we're, they're calling us all the things we are. I mean, they are, they're calling us all the things they are they're saying you're anti-science, you're Kool-Aid drinkers, you're uh, in a cult, you're all, all this stuff. And so most of the people I know who are not in that little cult, and that's a whole span of people. We're not one huge, we're not one tribe. It's like a lot of different beliefs and a lot of different reasons why people maybe have not fallen in lockstep with everything. Those people have been, I think we've been very gracious most of the time for the past year and a half and have not turned it back on them, you know. Um, but there are times when I definitely feel, if this is what Stephen was talking about, I said, yeah, there are times at which I let their hatred pull hatred out of me. I can tell. I can feel. I know what that feels like. I know what hatred feels like. And so I don't like that. And all of us saying is that a documentary yesterday on the plane about Martin Luther King and I was struck once again about how everything he talked about, was about meeting hatred with love and no matter like he would say, we're not going to meet their violence with violence. We're not going to meet their hatred with hatred. We're going to take that their hatred and we're going to put love back out into the world. And I needed to hear that yesterday. And, I, and that's what I want to do. And I don't always do it. Sometimes I fail. Sometimes I succeed but it was a good reminder of like, this is what the goal is. And this is hard to do. It's hard to do. It's like a higher way of living. It's a harder way of living, but it's the thing you aim for and you're not good at it. And I don't see anything wrong with saying that. That's human. I'm not going to pretend like I don't ever have hatred towards people. I do. Uh, But I think as you know, I'll say, if you're a Christian, I believe God calls us to something higher, to be able to take that hatred and put back love. And I don't always succeed at that. And, you know, I'm going to go through phases where I'm better at it and times where I'm worse at it. And the past three days I was like, gosh, I really need to get out of this funk because it's hard for me to take all this in sometimes and then push back out positivity. And I know that's true for other people too. So if that's what he meant, yeah, sure. that. I shared that on Facebook and you guys should watch this documentary. It's about Martin Luther King and the FBI. It's had a lot. It's very interesting. I had a lot of thoughts about it. Uh, I'd love to talk to you about it sometime.
0: Did you get all that? We should, I feel like we should (laughs) do, I I feel like we should do uh, Gary Smith over. Like we should do half duplex communication now. Um, I guess he looks like you're going to talk. So I shut up. Um, yeah, I um I have a little bit more of a nuanced view. Uh obviously I'm not Christian. I don't think God calls me to do anything. Um but uh I and and I think there's there's a there's a place for that attitude um which I think is is good and and I think the way in which I agree with that statement and like it is that it um it's not constructive to be petty and to be consumed by anger and hatred of uh, your enemies that that destroys you internally and it's it's not healthy yes. um the the part where i will disagree and i'll just it's a nuance and maybe maybe i'm just taking the statement out of context because i don't know what the, the context was um but certainly uh you know <laughs> initiative violence like aggression violent aggression n- needs to be countered with violence i mean you don't you don't uh <laughs> When someone's shooting at you, standing there and giving them a hug is not a good uh, measure. In fact, it ultimately, I believe pacifism ultimately, uh, passivism ultimately enables uh, tyrants. It, pacifism enables Attila the Hun uh, fundamentally. So mm-hmm. there's a difference to me between getting consumed with hatred and, and, and aggression and using it righteously in response when necessary to defend things that you love. You can't simultaneously love your own life and refuse to defend it. Um, unless there is something However, that you love more than your life and what that you are fighting for, that's fine.
1: I believe I believe in self defense as well. However, here is what I was thinking about yesterday. This is the big picture view, okay? <sighs> okay, Martin Luther King. The FBI was interested in, in him for a number of reasons, and one of those reasons is that he was close with some people. Some people in the Communist Party had made themselves close commie. to him, and that's a whole nother conversation. That's a whole other conversation. I don't even. I'll touch that later. But one of the reasons the FBI was interested in him, like they were interested in John Lennon and other people, is because he had a lot of cultural power. He was seen as a moral leader, a lot of cultural power, and people followed him. He was a leader, and he was a shepherd. And so, as I was watching, I was thinking, "We don't have a leader right like him right now." And I think I think we need one. We're at a time where um, we are similarly fighting injustices in society, violations of civil rights and civil liberties. And it doesn't always call for a politician. It calls sometimes for a spiritual or moral leader. And the other thing about his movement was that it was based, the roots of it were in Christianity. He was a preacher his dad was a preacher and there was a narrator at the beginning of the documentary was talking about um how the movement didn't make sense at the time to the establishment because it wasn't about science or politics it was about faith it was about faith in god to carry us through and and i think that we are starving for a moral or spiritual leader right now to to counter to push back against this evil woke communist you know, identitarian co- collectivist ideology, and to push back against the COVID communism, we need someone like that who is not from politics, and is not, in my opinion. You you may disagree, but I think I think that we're starving for that kind of leader. And I was thinking about all the different leaders in the wrong wrong thinker movement, and I don't think we've I don't think any of those people fit the bill yet. We haven't seen who that person is yet, and I think that. Personally, I think they need to be grounded in faith because I think it needs to be outside the system and it needs to be more of a of a, of a moral thing. And I think and to get back to what you're saying, I'm sorry, that was a long thing, Carter, but the thing about self-defense. So when he went out, when they would do the marches, he would tell people, don't he would tell them, we need to dress a certain way. We need to act. He's like, you need to present yourself as uh, neat and uh, patriotic and sane and reasonable because we are. And I think whoever this leader is, whatever the movement is, it can't be. It can't be partisan. If I were leading this movement, I would say at our marches, I would say dress neat, dress patriotic, dress. uh, You want it. You want to seem reasonable and sane because we are. And hey, by the way, don't wear your Trump stuff. Don't wear your Bernie stuff. Don't wear your your partisan stuff. Don't wear any red blue party. Nothing political. Don't do that because that lets them divide us, that helps them divide us and put us in a box and make it some political thing. No, it, it simply needs to be a movement for the people without any kind of label on it in terms of right or left, Republican, Democrat, Bernie, Trump, whoever, like take that out of it. And, and, I, and I think I would also say when in those movements, so, so there are groups like the Proud Boys who, I get what the Proud Boys are trying to do. I like those guys. I don't believe the media smears about them. I know what they're trying to do. They believe in self-defense, but I would also say don't come or you can come, but don't worry. boy stuff. And you know what? If somebody attacks you at our movement, let them attack you in only in the context of the marches, because what happened on TV is you saw, you saw violence happening against these people in the sixties. They saw violence happening and they saw them just taking it. And that changed public consciousness. And I think it's like we need, it may, it's not going to be you maybe or me, but we need a few martyrs who are willing to be like, you know what? I'm going to be out here marching for freedom, for American values, for equality, for, for equality under the law, <laughs> for individualism. And if you come at me with violence, Antifa, and you beat me with bike locks, locks and you beat me with bricks, I'm going to let you and I'm going to let people see that. That's what I think we need. I think we're missing. I think, I think we're desperate for that kind of, that kind of a leader.
0: <laughs> I'm done. I forgot to over, and out. over and out. <laughs> um, well, let me step back. I, okay. I said, I didn't know the context, which was true and the context that you've provided. Uh, so there's a difference between, me- um, moral imperatives and tactical decisions. And so, um, Turn the other cheek is a bad moral imperative, but it's a good tactical decision if you're worried about uh, if 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 it if it happens to work in the context of a social movement, and and you think that will work. Now, one thing that's different about letting Antifa beat you with a bike lock, and may may be different. I don't know. One thing that might be different is it might have been that at the time, the culture was such that if the news showed pictures, that the news would show pictures of people being beaten. um, And that mainstream America would react negatively to those pictures. And so that um, letting yourself be attacked would be a good marketing strategy, a good PR strategy for your movie, because you could see that the other side was violent, and you were not violent. And it would help set the tone and and establish a narrative that you're the, the peaceful ones. I'm not convinced that in the current culture uh i mean i have friend who was beaten with beaten with a bike lock by antifa the news media was there they didn't show any of it they didn't talk about it uh he was beaten unconscious and no one gave a crap no one said damn antifa they're the bad ones um he wasn't wearing a trump hat he was not wearing any trump gear at all so uh i think we know when you talk about tactical decisions you have to really factor in the context of what culture you're living in, how people will likely react, and there may be differences from one time period to another, one culture to another, and one movement to another. So, uh, while I, I do like that, I, I, think, I think it was a wise strategy for Martin Luther King, and I think it is often a wise strategy, I'm not sure, and I'm not a PR tactician, so I'm not saying it is or isn't a wise strategy. I don't know what right. the best strategy is to get sympathy from the masses at this moment for your treatment. They don't seem to be particularly sympathetic to anyone who, for example, uh, gets COVID after um, yeah. not following the narrative, like the, the mandates. They don't seem to be sympathetic to anyone who loses their business because they kept it open. They don't seem to be sympathetic to anyone who gets attacked by Antifa. Um, so I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what the answer to that is. I will say—I also want to say I—obviously, I. I, obviously I disagree that Christianity should be the backbone or that this should be spiritual, but I do agree it shouldn't be political. Uh, and, and you know, when we talked about—when we talked about—well, from the beginning of Unsafe Space, um, you can go read the About sp- section— um, you know, we're really about the ideas and the philosophy and the morals of uh, the foundations of America, which I know a lot of Christians will say they're Christian morals, um, but I disagree. I don't think the the morals are inherently. I don't think Christianity is the differentiating factor between the U.S. and other countries. I don't think that's what made like. So I I disagree that they're inherently religious. But we can put that aside. It doesn't matter where you think they came from or whatever. You need the you need the principles. It needs to be a, a principled movement. And there are very few people who stand up for principles. And the one person I was thinking of when you talked about this, and they're not, he's not someone who um, has been a particularly effective leader in the last year and a half or two years with COVID and everything else, but he was prior to that was Jordan Peterson. And people people, people yeah, people, uh, looked up to him. Yes. I think precisely because he wasn't talking about politics in particular, although he did get his fame his fame was was sparked by his political opinion. Um, but people looked up to him precisely because he was talking about um, morality and um, kind of larger issues that transcended uh, political opinions. And so maybe yeah. maybe another person like that could come along. I don't know.
1: Yeah, SC in chat said it, it was Jordan Peterson until the past year, until COVID stuff. And, and I haven't actually recently, I'm not sure, I haven't been following him as closely as I used to, so I haven't seen if he's talked about COVID tyranny or not. But, um, but, but yeah, I do think it's, I think you're right, SC. And I think you're right, Carter. I think it was him. That's why he resonated so much is because he was talking about philosophy and a way of being, and it wasn't a partisan thing. And it was, it was that to me, that's unity. That's, you can come, you can get rid of, you can leave all these boxes
0: Did Carrie freeze for everyone? Oh, I guess she did because she disappeared. All righty. Well, I guess it's a good time for a transition. <laughs> Maybe I'll read some super chats. Um, also, it's a good time to remind you of book club. Our next book club is September 19th. It is Neuromancer by William Gibson, um, which I don't know nothing. I know nothing about. I know nothing about the cyberpunk genre. It appears to be kind of the... Uh, I don't want to say seminal work but maybe the the one of the first one of the early inspirations for cyberpunk anyway that's on September 19th and October 24th it's Texit by Daniel Miller that's the um that's the Texit one or that's the next one so those are the next two book clubs I'll read some super chats uh or at least one what do we got here we have one from it's not a super chat there's star chats for those of you just joining if you want to do a super chat uh, you've got to go to Subscribe Star to do it, and just put the put some a tip in the tip jar and leave a note. Uh, we are broadcasting from an unmonetized channel at the moment. Uh, Rebecca P. Uh, gives us twenty five bucks. Thanks, Rebecca, and she says, "Just wanted to say I'm proud of you for again getting booted from YouTube." Uh, here's some money to make up for the monetary loss. Star chat, yay! Well, thank you, Rebecca. Uh, I'd like to be proud of getting for, booted from YouTube, but I wasn't involved and. Uh, frankly, it's quite easy to get booted from YouTube. You just have to say some kind of wrong thing. Um, and in, actually, since we we're, we circled back to the booting uh, from YouTube, I'll share this story this morning. Um, my wife went to, we had another OBGYN checkup for the birth, and <clears throat> I couldn't go. They wouldn't let me in anyway, and I couldn't go. So she, she was on her way and I said, well, what's what are they going to do? Because they're not they weren't going to do an ultrasound. I said, what are they going to do? And she said, ah, I don't know. And I said, they'll probably just yell at you for not getting your covid vaccine. Um, and she went and she came back and she said, I said, what do they do? And she said, they mostly just yelled at me for not getting my covid vaccine. <laughs> and uh, and she said that the doctor, the doctor was urging her. And it, I know most people haven't met my wife. Some people know her, but uh, most people obviously don't know, who, know what she's like she's extremely calm and extremely rational and she she says well uh you know i've interviewed this is true with with her other job she says well i've interviewed experts for the past 6 months or so various experts on uh the vaccines and um and i've you know based on pregnancy and whatever their the consensus is that i really should should hold off and they said no, we're the experts. Because, of course, the experts she's talking about are Chinese. She's, she's like interviewing experts that are Chinese in the Chinese medical establishment. And the uh, and they said, no, we're the experts. We're the American, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I told her to tell them that that was racist, but she didn't want to go there. Because uh, I thought that would be fun. But, yeah, that's the status uh, of what's going on. They just yell at pregnant women now for not getting the vaccine. Um, and then they tried to tell her that if the baby got covid she would have to be separated from the baby for 14 days and i said (laughs) on whose authority we don't have to separate from our baby (laughs) like you can tell us that we have to be separated but no one can force you to do that anyway i'm gonna get us banned i'm gonna get this channel banned if i'm not careful uh all right well while carrie's while we're waiting for carrie i'll share some other stuff I was out, as many of you have noticed. I was not around for the last couple of coffee breaks, um, and I returned the other day from my isolation. and And uh, I found out something about Joe Rogan. Uh, according, I got this alert on my phone. Here's the alert from Newsbreak. This is what I got on my phone. This is a screen capture. Joe Rogan says he tested positive for COVID-19, took unproven horse dewormer, ivermectin. Now, ivermectin is a, is a, uh, is a drug for, uh, it's an antiparasitic that's used in humans, uh, but obviously also f- uh, for animals. And so they've, they've said, hey, he, he's using an unproven horse dewormer. This is how they worded it. And instead of fighting this, I thought to myself, maybe I'll just, you know, research, maybe I'm just going to go with this. Joe Rogan is a crazy man. He's taking unproven horse dewormers. What of the other crazy things Joe Rogan has done? So I, I started researching, and here are some other things that crazy Joe Rogan has done. Uh, first, um, he sometimes he eats synthetic willow bark, uh, claiming it will help him with his headaches. So that's a crazy thing to do. Uh, clearly the guy's insane. Uh, I also found out that he occasionally he drapes cow skin on himself before he goes outside. That just sounds gross, and um, I don't know why he would do that kind of a thing, but he does that as well. So you stay away from this guy. This guy is crazy. I mean, it started with the horse dewormer, right? Um, I, I did some more research. Uh, it turns out that he. He also sometimes adds bee secretions, like secretions from these insects, bees, to his tea. He says it's for flavor, which also just sounds pretty gross and crazy to me. Um, I really was disturbed to find this stuff out about this guy. Uh, he also admits to having uh, once crushed uh, cockeneal bugs uh, into, uh, to make his homemade Valentine's Day dessert um, for aesthetic purposes. I don't know what that's all about at all. But crushing bugs, like using crushed up bug juice in food just sounds – I mean, maybe he's into the Great Reset stuff, but that sounded weird. And then, you know, the last thing that was really disturbing to me that I found out Joe Rogan did was uh, he apparently he brushes his teeth with a byproduct of the industrial fertilizer production process. So <laughs> is- he is – he's really a crazy guy that does all this disgusting, horrible stuff. I mean, that just looks dumb. Who would brush their teeth with the byproduct of an industrial fertilizer production process? It's just stupid. So um, I just want to share that with you so you can stay the hell away from this Joe Rogan guy because clearly he's crazy. Carrie, welcome back.
1: Uh, I found out recently that I've been drinking the same liquid that my dog drinks. It's called H2O. And (gasps) that sounds chemical.
0: It sounds chemical.
1: It's a chemical. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah, I
1: missed that, but I came into the tele and pretty funny.
0: <laughs> I just went with it. They were like Joe Rogan's crazy, so I I found some other crazy. I'm sorry that they're mostly dad jokes, but that you get what you pay for, guys. Um, so I like it. <laughs> you're back. Your 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 connection's much better. What happened? Did you sacrifice know, just, to the YouTube gods what, what happened?
1: I said a prayer to my god.
0: <laughs> anyway.
1: <sighs> Carter, uh, I I really because because I was in this funk about people for a couple days, I kind of just was thinking I just want to have fun with Carter today and you know, the the I like that you came up with the dad jokes. It's fun. And I think people <laughs> People need it. Like I said, I've been talking to friends who are depressed and stuff. And I think people are just, you know, they get tired. They get t-
0: Uh oh, she disappeared again. <laughs> Rocks lexicon. Haha, Carter, your face, prayer works. Haha. Yes, that is an excellent scientific analysis. Uh, but she apparently she didn't pray enough because she's gone again. So maybe it was a bad timing for you to mock me with that particular chat. What do you think, man? Maybe, maybe hold off till it works for a while. Uh <laughs> there we go. He says now, just kidding, for it doesn't work. LOL. See, it was bad timing, man. Uh, there you go. Carrie's gonna try her phone. She's gonna switch from her computer to her phone. Um Pirate Tomsky apparently says, when Carrie is traveling, you need a point of privilege card to hold up so you can give each other space to talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Carrie says, it still doesn't work. I'll leave so I'm not distracting. Oh, but we'll miss you, Carrie. We went. We did not intend to go from two Kofeffi breaks without Carter to, to a coffee break without Carrie. Try and come back if you can, Carrie, if you're listening. All right. Let me pull back. Pull back. God works in mysterious ways, G-Man. Yes. Yes. Apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure that most of this, you know, I'm not I'm not telling you, I'm not gonna try and defend the Christian God, but in his defense, I think most of this is Comcast, uh, Susan Wojcicki, A combination of humans. <laughs> so uh we can blame the humans. All right. <sighs> What should we do next? Okay, you guys tell me in chat, do you want to talk about helicopters or ice cream? Oh, Carrie's back.
1: Okay, I'm trying my phone, and if this doesn't work, I'll leave for good so I'm not distracting. But this seems to be working better than the—
0: Your phone picture is always (laughs) so much better than your computer. It's like night and day.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you guys for being patient. I'm sorry for all the problems. I'm in Idaho, by the way.
0: Is it beautiful? It's
1: beautiful. And I wanted to say, I'm gonna try to do a meetup. If there's, uh, on Monday evening in Spokane, Washington. So if you live in Spokane and you wanna get together, I'm not 100% sure we're doing this, but probably doing it. If you wanna get together and you live in Spokane, email speak at unsafespace.com and put in the subject line, I'm in Spokane, like, let me know the details and I'll let you know
0: and meet up yeah cool uh I'm so I'm like I I love your phone I wish we could get your phone to work all the time <laughs> like, it's like the video quality is it's like it's like you went from the 80s to the 2020s in like just by switching from me I don't know yeah, what it is with your
1: the 80s are
0: cool yeah but they're, they're grainy <laughs> as much as I love the 80s you got to admit they're a little bit grainy okay Carrie, I was just asking people in chat if they wanted to talk about ice cream or, or helicopters. Do you have a preference?
1: Uh, ice cream.
0: All right. Um, I don't know if Beverly can pull this up, but I think she can. Beverly, can you pull up the Wall Street Journal article about McDonald's? See if it, see if it works. If you can't, you might have to have the subscription enabled to read it, which I have. Doesn't,
1: but, doesn't McDonald's yeah. make their ice cream out of potato powder? It's like I think shakes. I
0: think I don't remember if it was McDonald's or Burger King, but I I do believe in the 80s I think one of them had to officially change their name from milkshake to thick shake because there wasn't dairy product in it. Gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I remember thick correctly, shake. don't quote me on that, but you might want to look it up. Uh, okay, Beverly says we need the subscription, so I will just pull it up. Hold on for a second. Uh, Wall Street Journal. Blah blah blah. blah. blah.
1: Yeah, um, I think oh, it was probably
0: the probably is not going to work. Hold on. Keep going. I think
1: it was the movie uh, Super Size Me, maybe, wasn't it? Somebody remember, or maybe it was. There was a book I read called Fast Food Nation. I think it was that book. Oh, and it talked about how a lot of the the fast food companies they, to save on cost, they started making their milkshakes with potato pow- like powder made from potatoes. <laughs> so it's like it wasn't even. It's like oh, so it's even more carby, too. You know, it's like
0: yeah, gross. It's, you're not getting the thing that you thought. Okay, let's try this. So here's here's me in large screen, and here is the Wall Street Journal article. Here we go. So McDonald's McFlurry. I don't know what a McFlurry is. It looks like some kind of ice cream with crap in it. So I'm sorry I'm not a McDonald's expert. I don't do a lot of fast food, although I did have Wendy's the other day for the first time in, like, 15 years. Uh, But um, apparently a McFlurry is an ice cream thing. McDonald's McFlurry machine is broken again. So apparently they have, they're have they having trouble with their McFlurry machines. And um, the FTC is now on it. We're not going to read the whole article. We're just going to read a highlighted section because there's no reason to read this entire ridiculousness. But here's the highlighted section. The FTC reached out to McDonald's franchises this summer seeking information on what exactly is going on with the broken ice cream machine problem. According to a letter it sent, viewed by the Wall Street Journal... And people familiar with the matter. I, um, this is how you know that you are in the final stages of a decaying empire. You have, uh, just this is a, a reminder uh, no matter who you are, if you pay taxes, or actually even if you don't because you pay through inflation, um, you support financially. The Federal Trade Commission. And they are spending your money to make sure that people who, reg- who frequent fast food establishments and cannot get their ice cream this summer because of broken machines, they're going to make sure that authority daddy comes and wags his nasty finger at McDonald's and says he's very disappointed in them. Maybe finds them. Who knows? Who knows? But don't worry farm animals, excuse me, Um, you are being taken care of by your farmers. (laughs) They are taking care of you. Uh, Fear not. You don't have to worry about how to live your life or do anything. In fact, they will make sure you get your ice cream and you don't have to wait too long. Uh, And, you know, the rest of us, we're going to go form a free country somewhere where people take care of themselves. Uh, This is just... (laughs) This is just one of the most uh, poignant examples to me of what is wrong with—I hate to say people—but culture today. <laughs> I'll say, uh, what is what is wrong? Look, you can't have freedom without responsibility, and one of the ways they're they're intertwined, right? Uh, if you. If you want freedom, you got to accept responsibility. In fact, that's often how you get freedom. Um, take uh, being a kid or having a job. The more responsibility you accept generally, and the more you execute on it and take accountability and ownership over what you've done, the more you're given freedom. That's how it works. Um, and it actually works. Uh, it works that way in the rest of the world as well. Uh, and so, the more, and it works in reverse, the more you relinquish your responsibility and you and you say, well, uh, I'm not responsible for picking my right, the fast food establishment that best serves my ice cream needs without some intervention from men with guns. By the way, I'm sure the FTC has has people with guns. They probably can carry guns onto planes. They probably have the ability to do that because it's the FTC. They're a three-letter agency. Um, you know, the Department of Agriculture has guns. I'm sure they have guns um and little swat teams and stuff and uh they're gonna they're gonna take care of you so i if you you know if you're going to relinquish responsibility for your own ice cream needs do not be shocked that you have no freedom there's no they, they go together guys they go together and here we are i just don't know
1: I'm sorry. I look distracted. I was pulling up the chat so I could see who was here today. That's okay. I just
0: don't know what else to say about this, Carrie.
1: Also, when you said McDonald's, uh, I started thinking, and McFlurries, I started thinking about the movie Coming to America where, remember they had the rest, was it McDougal's? What was it called?
0: McDowell's. (laughs)
1: McDowell's.
0: (laughs) Yeah, McDowell's. (laughs) And they had the golden arches, not the golden arcs. Right. Or whatever. Golden arcs, (laughs) not the golden arches. Whichever one, I don't know which one's which. Uh yeah. <laughs> you know what it made me think of also? One of my in one of my favorite scenes from Waiting for Guffman is when Parker Posey yes, it's the towards DQ? the end and she's like, Yeah, and she's working at the DQ and she's like, uh I think she has like has an idea and this like brilliant idea that takes her a second to formulate and she's like, I'll make like um non fat or low fat.
1: <laughs> Blizzards blizzard <laughs> it's it's, like,
0: it's just so awesome I don't know what she does that. uh anyway well
1: also uh you also made me think about just just how big the government has gotten and this is something i never really thought about until i started working with you and doing this show and just just how i just just mammoth it is and I was on the plane next to this guy who I thought he was military, the way he was dressed. So I was like, "Hey, what branch of service are you?" And he said, "Oh, actually, I work for the BLM." And I, and I was like, "Excuse me." And he's like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: "The Black Lives Matter
1: <laughs> branch." Like, uh, it's the Bureau of Land Management. We're a federal agency. And blah blah blah. It's like, "Oh, BLM." We shoot ranchers. who We don't <laughs> like.
0: That's what we do. Uh, you know.
1: Is that what they do? Is that, yeah. that story about uh Clive Bundy and yeah, all Clive Yeah, Bundy. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I I was thinking about asking him once we took off. I was gonna ask him how big is the BLM and how much is your budget? I'm just curious if you know. But he fell asleep, yeah. so I didn't bother him.
0: <laughs> well, he was probably getting paid to fall asleep, so leave yeah. him alone.
1: He left um, me alone. I was free faced the whole flight and he was sleeping. <laughs> he left so. you
0: alone, but if you were about to let your cow step on his land uh, actually, I you know I this is something I was asking my buddy the other day, and he didn't know either. Maybe someone in chat knows. I didn't I didn't look it up. I'm just being lazy. Uh, where does the BLM get their land? Like, where does federal government get its land? Do they have to like buy it from the state? Do they lease it from states, or do they just commandeer it? Do they just like come in and say like this is ours, and they steal it from Nevada or whatever? I don't I don't know how that works.
1: I don't uh, know. Is it eminent domain? Do they just take it that way? I. Somebody in chat, Robert Bedell, says there are 440 federal agencies. Is that
0: true? Oh, I'm sure. Someone says, Super Iron Bob says they have a reason to be armed. Well, they say semi-valid reason to be armed because they have to deal with cartels growing weed on federal land. Hey, I have a great solution to this. No federal land, no drug laws. Boom! You don't need to arm the BLM. Done. In fact, you might not need a BLM. Look at that. So easy to solve. These problems are so easy to solve. It's just... Trivial. Uh, get rid of
1: Lieutenant Siver says Teddy Roosevelt basically <laughs> stole it from the States.
0: Oh, okay, thank is, you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not surprising. It was Teddy Roosevelt. He likes to hunt. He wanted his own hunting land. He stole it from the states. Thank you, Teddy Roosevelt. Um <laughs> Super Iron Bob likes my solution. Yeah, it was really well thought out. Just, you know, get rid of both of those things. Um yeah so that was my ice cream story Carrie I just okay did you I what, have you read have you read Fate of Empires in a while Sir John mm-hmm. Glob's essay no I, I just looked at it again just as a reminder there's this it's the stages of empire um, decline we're in the last stage which is called uh. the age of decadence Um, yes we are it's it's very clear i mean read it it's like oh yeah i mean there's a few things that you're like i don't know about this we don't actually do that particular thing but um you know materialism frivolity influx of foreigners welfare state like all that kind of stuff um but yeah I, i i see this and it's like how did we i sometimes wonder how we got here Because I I think that I I am not a misanthrope enough to believe that the average person 50 years ago or 100 years ago, if we said, hey, should we have a commission that regulates ice cream machines and investigates them, would be like, yeah, yeah, we should totally do that. Even the progressives 100 years ago, maybe they would have said yes, but I don't know.
1: It's a, it's a slow boil, like we've talked about before. Yeah, it's I know, culture I changes. Before, yeah. There's so many things happening at once. You've got culture changing, but then you also have um, so much opulence and decadence and, and opportunity and wealth and so many privileges that people get separated from what's important and they do, they're not grounded yeah. anymore, and as a Christian would say, they get separated from God. An atheist like you would obviously phrase that differently, but I think it's you get you get separated from what's important. There was a song there was an old spiritual they were playing at the beginning of the MLK documentary I saw, and the lyrics were, "Oh God, the lyrics almost made me cry. It said, "God, don't move the mountain, just give me strength to climb."
0: Oh I remember that
1: and the song is one. basically about yeah. how and then I was reading some other verses about that song. And it's about like, um, because when times get too good, actually there might even be a lyric in that song about when things get too good and too easy, we lose focus of what's important. And so the song's like, don't move the mountain. Don't move the stumbling block away uh, out of my path. Just give me strength to climb it. And, to, and And so things things have been so good for so long here. The mountain's been moved. <laughs> We don't have to think about how we get running water in the morning. You know, most of the world, it's their thoughts are consumed with surviving a lot more than ours are, and there are so many positives and benefits that come with that. But there are negatives, and some of the negatives I think is like we get so removed from from real life and from what's important that we don't even know we have that our tax money is going to pay for government agencies that are regulating ice cream and McDonald. like we don't even know that <laughs> you know yeah yeah and
0: and we'll justify it i mean a lot of people will be like well it makes sense because they have to like some people you know people will rationalize it now that they know because they don't want to be they don't want to face the fact that <clears throat> it makes absolutely no sense yeah. um yeah i i uh i was talking to josh slocum actually last night about this About um, how people get to uh, people often substitute. um, I'm trying to not betray some things in the conversation. People often substitute um, pomp and glitter and materialism for. we were using the word spiritual but we're both atheists but what we mean by that is like actual human connection and Mm -hmm. principles and and values right Mm -hmm. and where you're in a and when you're in a in a mode where you actually have meaning and values and principles that you live by you the show demonstrating meaning doesn't require writing a huge check Right? It's the different the, the example I was, gave him last night was it's the difference between I bought you a diamond bracelet for your birthday and I wrote you a poem about my love for you. Yes. For right? That's the difference. That's
2: the um, difference. And we're in
0: the diamond bracelet era, right? We and are if you in can't diamond. afford diamond, it's cubic zirconia as long as it looks expensive. Nonsense, then.
1: right? Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, at the airport we were watching we we ate at a a little breakfast place in the airport. And we were talking, and you know, we've talked about addiction to social media before, and putting the phone down Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And and we make a habit of putting the phone down when when we eat, so it's like Mm -hmm. we're eating together, we're having conversation, and we're not distracted because you're there with that person. And I'm not saying this in in, I'm not saying this like I'm better than or anything. It's just that we noticed it. Sure, Carrie. No, it's just. This is the world we live in now where this is considered normal. There was a couple sitting near us and they were both each on their phone the whole time. He kept putting his down more than her, uh, but there was no reason not to pick it up again because there was nothing to do with her. She was somewhere else. She was in her phone and not only was she in her phone, my husband was like, watch, she's going to take photos now and post about what a great meal they're having together on their (laughs) trip. And she did, and <laughs> she they did. Did. They were weren't even having a conversation. She was on her phone. She was t- texting people. She was every once in a while she would show him, "Look what so-and-so said." Then she took a picture of her food. Then she made him pose for a bunch of pictures together. Then she goes right back on the phone, where like you know, so she could post them. We're having a great meal. I don't think they ever said like a sentence about anything, and that's considered normal. And that is the diamond bracelet over a poem. That's the diamond bracelet. It's like here on Facebook look how what a great time we're having and constantly documenting every second and also being on the phone const- You know, there's no time during your day where you're just having conversation and enjoying things without having to have, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, we, we do, we have enough homes at the table <laughs> policy at our house for that exact reason. Um, it's that you can connect and like, Ask your child how her day was and have a conversation and get, you know, and have have a conversation with each other about how your day was, Um, which you absolutely can't do uh, if there's phones at the table. Um, In fact, I would recommend uh, get your phones out of the room um look get them uh, if you have a faraday cage throw the phones in the faraday cage uh, <laughs> there's not a lot of decorative faraday ca- faraday cages but you could make one maybe look maybe and we'll again
1: i'm not putting myself outside of it i've i am addicted to the phone too the difference is i think some people they lo- they don't mind it they don't see a problem with it they don't have any desire not to be addicted to it they, they the phone is like they're they're more addicted to that than their partner. It's like they would rather have the phone sure. there. I mean, heroin and,
0: addicts don't have a desire right. to not be addicted to heroin either. So,
1: Somebody just, in the chat says, I'm okay with it, phones are fun. I, I get it, you know you know me, I'm on social media. I took a picture, we we went for a walk yesterday and I took a picture, I shared that picture of the view. But I'm not on there all day, like, every, like most of our day is not spent documenting for social media, it's like go, going for a walk. We went for a run this morning, that oh, was so nice. And it's it's not a, I don't know. I, I just think so much of the the superficial, the Instagram like uh, influencer kind of culture, and every meal has to be photographed, and every every thing has to be. But you're not. But what? But are you missing those real moments? Are you ever having real connection and conversation with the person that you're taking pictures of, or is it all the diamond bracelet? Is it all that? You know, think about what you're doing. and What's important. I know I'm talking yeah. to the, pro- our audience is great. I'm speaking to the choir, I, I, I'm more scolding me so that I don't ever veer off into that place, you know?
0: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm probably a little bit in the other extreme. Like I can't stand, like if there's a nice view or something, I almost never take a picture. I don't take pictures on vacation because I get distracted by having the phone out and worrying about what like the picture looks like. And <laughs> I just want to take it. I just want to take it in. I'm like, I'm not here. If I have my phone and I'm looking at, if I'm looking at what I'm looking at, but through a screen like this, then I'm not actually there. Um, and I, don't I, even, I, don't I love taking
1: so. photos because then I have a bad memory, and then when I go back through, also like right now on this trip, I didn't bring Tiger with me, and so I have to keep pulling up pictures and looking at it.
2: Right,
0: right. And obviously, <laughs> anyway. I'm, I'm obviously the reason we're having this discussion is because. You do have a phone. There is value to having phones. Yeah. Like you do do things. Sometimes you do work or other things. Like there's plenty of times when, I mean, my phone's sitting right here, right? I mean, I, yeah, I use my phone all the time, but there are moments. Uh, I, I think it's worth, I think it actually, I think I'll say it's imperative uh, if you would like to connect with other human beings, it's imperative that you carve out time to do that where you are without not it having a phone in your hand. Without
1: anymore. it. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the more you try to spend, the more you try to spend time without it, you can like, then maybe you can expand that amount. Maybe it's not just at meals that you don't have the phone. Maybe you don't have it when you go for that walk or whatever, you know.
0: Right, yeah. Um, All right, well, I don't know how we got on the phone conversation, but it was good.
1: Just because you Um, were talking about substituting pop and glitter and materialism for actual meaningful things. And we're, yeah. you're right. We are in. I, I need to read that uh, Fate of Empires because we are in the age of decadence. That's exactly what I would mm-hmm. call it. I've told you before about this show. My housemates and I were watching called uh, Mortgage or Marriage, oh, and
0: yes. that's a great <laughs> example of like we choose decadence.
1: Yes, and so it would be the the conceit of the show is that they have a uh, they have a, a marriage planner, a wedding planner, a wedding planner and a real estate agent who share an office, right? And you come in because these couples come in after they've managed to save a nest egg of like $30,000. So you come in and you meet with each of them, the real estate agent and the wedding planner, and they each tell you how they would use your 30,000. So at the end of it, so the wedding planner takes you, on a, takes you out for the day and shows you all the things you can buy with that 30,000 if you do a wedding. and the real estate agent takes you and shows you like your first home, all these different homes you could buy as it put the 30,000 down as a down payment. And it's amazing. The couple at the end, you have to choose which one you're doing. And it's amazing to watch the ones who ultimately decide to spend all that money that they've on a wedding. And
0: Which by the way, accumulating $30,000 for a newlywed like young couple is not trivial. It's not trivial. Especially nowadays when everyone's underwater and living hand to mouth.
1: And so when, yes, and when you see the actual positions they're in, like there was one couple who they had already been living together without being married for a few years. They had two kids together, and they were all living in this cramped little one or two bedroom apartment on top of each other. And they had finally saved this much money, and they talked about how it'd be nice to have a house so their their sons could have more room and not be crammed in one bedroom and have a backyard and all these things. And at the end they chose to spend that 30,000 on a wedding instead and to stay in that apartment cramped with their children. And the, the wife in that case, because they got, the, they got the fancy wedding, they bought a cake. This is, again, this goes to the age of decadence. They had this crazy wedding cake that cost thousands of dollars, and but it would have made them over their budget. So they got a fake cake instead made out of cardboard. And it's like how do they get
0: I'm sorry, I don't want to for the ladies in the <laughs> chat, I'm sorry. How do you get over your thirty thousand dollar budget for your wedding? Is how does that happen?
1: <laughs> because they buy things like thousand dollar cake. This cake was made out of <laughs> cardboard and it was like malt like up to the ceiling. And then and then so you serve like fake, you serve like sheet cake instead, but you you and they all say this is a great Instagrammable moment. There's so many parts during the show where they say, we need to have this. Extra cost of having a food truck at your wedding because it'll be good Instagramable moment, right? To get people. and By, by the way,
0: <laughs> Robert Padella in chat points out that in this case the cake actually is a lie. The
1: cake is a lie. Um. It's a cardboard cake. It's a six hundred dollar <laughs> cardboard cake, and and so that that is everything about that is about looks or what do you the the superficiality over substance, and yeah. that is the age of decadence. And and so I'm not saying look, I don't begrudge anybody's success. And if you have a lot of money to spend on a wedding, do it, make it the wedding of your dreams. But if you're in a rock and a hard place and you're choosing between a home for you and your kids to have more space or spending it all in one day, you could buy the home and have a a sweet, intimate, cheap wedding in the backyard of your new home. Why are you spending $30,000? on a horse-drawn carriage. That's the other thing Carter is in the show. They have like options like you can arrive at your wedding in a helicopter. (laughs) Sorry. You can arrive at your wedding and get a great Instagrammable photo as you get off the helicopter and there's 10 grand of your budget. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> I'm done talking about, it. but you got me on this subject. It is, we are in the age of decadence, absolutely. And, um, and decadence when you can't even afford it. When you've got 30, are you allowed? and you're choosing yeah. to put it towards decadence rather than put it on something that you need.
0: Well, so I actually, actually Josh and I talked about this as well. And I think this is a thing when you are, because we're in a culture in which, because we're in a decadent culture in which materialism is the focus um, and actually gaudiness or, or ostentation Is the focus like showing that you have money is the focus when you do have money, you're comfortable enough in your um, In yourself and in your worth that you don't need to spend it to show it Um, You don't feel like you have to show that you have money as much Um, But when you don't have money and you're caught up in that culture, you're you make really bad financial decisions because you feel like you have to show that you're successful. And so you actually end up with this odd inversion. Not always. I mean, you you know, you have the $6 million Sean Parker wedding, right? Or whatever, but, um, you know, but you sometimes end up in this inversion where you have wealthier couples, um, or wealthier people doing things that are actually much cheaper and not much cheaper and not ostentatious at all, either for weddings or other events. And it's because they don't feel the need to show their success. Um, because probably because they show it in other ways, they probably have a Bugatti or whatever they're driving around. I don't know. Um, so, you know, they, they feel comfortable. So you, it's, it is this, it's the sad thing where it, people that actually don't have means get caught up in this showing. Uh, yeah. This froth of, of, of competition and showing that, you know, you can afford stuff, which we actually don't even really necessarily need. I do have a question about your show. Are you allowed to buy a rental property?
1: in this show, no, I don't, Yeah, I've never seen that come up, but I'm sure oh. you could. What if that would be an interesting episode? Because that's that what I would do it. with my
0: 30K. If it was like, you have to buy a house, I'd be like, okay, I will buy a house that I can rent out. And uh, and then we'll have even more money later.
1: <laughs> you would, uh, their heads would explode. Somebody in chat, yeah. Johnny Boy Quickdraw says, I love when Carrie relates the story and it breaks Carter just a little and he hangs his head in sadness. <laughs> <laughs> it does break me just a
0: little you're right it's like you know what i'm doing it's like the misanthropy has bubbled up to the surface and i just like i give up for a moment and then i like have to pick myself back up and be like not all humans suck and like raise your head back up there's good ones in you that. should know
1: that. not everyone chooses the 30k wedding people some <laughs> people choose the home okay. on the show um also uh renovatio renovatio says why would you even want a horse to draw a carriage i doubt they're very good artists
0: but i'm ching awesome thank you for having a worse joke than my series of (laughs) joe rogan jokes which now will be stuck in everyone's mind now you're the dad joker um by the way marby dog makes a good point i do want to bring up i said i would buy a rental property i would have a few years ago now uh i i wouldn't buy a rental property i don't know what i would do probably just buy a house if those are my options because uh apparently if you have a rental property uh the government can siphon money away from you by forcing you to let people live there for free now uh thanks to uh all in the name of the coof, but right there, there's plenty of average americans or say people moving up in the middle class one of the ways that the middle class moves up is by sometimes they have a rental property and get a little bit of income and you know it's just a supplemental way to to try and move your you know elevate your financial status a little bit and often those people are you know they're not they're often not wealthy actually they've usually mortgaged that second place or whatever it is and they're yeah. they're trying to make it they've taken a risk and they're trying to make it they're trying to become wealthy but a lot of times they you know um they, they might be barely able to afford their own mortgage on their yeah. house they live in and the rental property and they need that rent desperately Uh, But but we are in an era in which uh, men with guns can say you cannot kick that person out and get someone else. Uh, It's actually kind of like a weird. Is it the Fourth Amendment that doesn't allow quartering? Uh, It's if they were soldiers, it would be unconstitutional. Right. Uh, Because you're you're being forced to quarter someone against your will.
1: Laura, who's in chat, says, yeah. Yeah. Hi, Laura she yeah we are those landlords she says yeah that's her situation and yeah i know i think there's a lot of people yeah yeah and so so many people my dad said my dad owns uh, two he's one of these landlords makes income from it two little houses you know in the middle of nowhere and he knows a lot of people like him who, who managed to buy like a little property, fix it up, depend on the rental income, who are now selling to p- companies, corporations like BlackRock.
0: BlackRock, because, yeah.
1: Yeah, because they can't afford to take the hit if they get a tenant who can't pay the rent and the federal government has now said you can't evict them.
0: And BlackRock, when it's when it's time, BlackRock will uh, lobby the federal government to change the rules and let them take yeah. everyone out so that, that that'll absolutely happen by the way it's the third amendment i said fourth that's the search and seizure one. Third amendment <laughs> thank you for reminding me people. sorry matt, for getting the constitution wrong
1: matt deckard yeah. says i wonder if they had let these rent rules apply to prostitution
0: <laughs> actually wait i know that sounds funny and it is it's hilarious thank you matt deckard pause for a moment what's the philosophical difference
1: Explain. Yeah. What's the philosophical
0: yeah. difference? I, I, you own your body. You own a house. Why are you allowed to do one thing with the house but not with your body? And why is the government allowed to force people to use your house but not your body?
1: Yeah. Well, the government's been forcing it lately, thinking they can force us to do things with our body. Can we talk about what's That's happening true. in Texas? So the left is now imploding online about the Texas heartbeat bill that just passed. And what is this? have you seen this? Texas basically just uh-huh. signed a, a bill, heartbeat bill, that says they'll no longer allow abortions in the state once a heartbeat is detected, which is around about six weeks. Mm. So abortions up until six weeks. And the left is all over social media, of course, imploding the, the sure. uh, you can imagine what the cathedral's headlines read. They don't, they're never impartial. They always tell you what to, you know, they're like, radical right wing, you know, uh, anti woman, sexist, misogynist right. bill passes. They are telling you what opinion to have yeah, horse dewormer. in the headline. Yeah. Horse uh-huh. dewormer. <laughs> and, um, we were just talking about it because I, <laughs> I'm one of these people who just recently realized that when the social justice feminists on the left, when they say my body, my choice, that a lot of them don't actually mean it or believe it. I know I'm late to learning this. I know a lot of people already knew this, but you have to keep in mind, I just left the social justice left four years ago. It's not that long ago that I've started leaving my cult of belief, and I'm continually learning new things and having my eyes open to new things and figuring out what I think about other things. And and so It's only within the last year that I realized they don't actually believe it. You and I have talked about this. They They say they use bodily autonomy as an argument because they know I believe in bodily autonomy and it will appeal to me. They know people like you believe in bodily autonomy. So they will say my body, my choice for the people like us who actually care about bodily autonomy, but they don't mean it because they don't mean it when it comes to forced mask wearing or forced vaccinations. They don't give a crap about your body, your choice. They think the government should be able to force these things on you. So they're liars. Most of them are liars. And so now that I've had that awakening and I realized they're taking advantage of what I actually believe, my principled stance on bodily autonomy. And they don't don't share it. They're not principled. They're not principled so now that they're back to yelling my body my choice about texas i'm like i can't even don't i can't be bothered with your hypocrisy. shut shut the f up
0: well this is this is the thing this is how you know that it's all a farce because they're not even trying to reconcile that with what they said two weeks ago right yeah they're not they're not they're not trying to show that they are integrated somehow in a in a unified non-contradictory belief system they're just like oh yeah two weeks ago it was Uh, Your body is ours, so it's our choice what you do with it. And now it's my body, my choice in this context. And we're not going to bother trying to integrate those two. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, they don't don't even bother. They don't bother. I just.
1: Super Iron Bob says they mean my body, Mm -hmm. my choice, but also your body, my choice.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, actually, your body, my choice is the leftist position and has always been the leftist position. The only reason that they used my, as Kerry said, the only reason they used my body, my choice is because they were trying to appeal to, to people. But they always have believed it's your body, my choice. That's always what they believe because they believe fundamentally in, in collectivism, which can be distilled by the phrase, your body, my choice, your life, my choice. That's what collectivism is. It's really your body, our choice. But uh, I mean, that's that's what they, that's what they believe fundamentally. Yeah. I I, I want to say something really quickly about abortion, because I had thought about this the other day. Now that you mentioned the Texas thing, I, I had seen a tweet or something about it, because um, it, cause it spawned me. to re- I saw someone <laughs> complaining about it. I don't even remember whether they were on the pro-life side or the pro-choice side. Um, I know people don't like those characterizations, but bear with me for a minute. Um, I'm not going to get into my views on abortion. We've We've talked about that in previous episodes. But I do I do find it frustrating that I see both sides grossly misrepresent the other side's argument all the time. Yes. Right. So you'll see the, the left be like, um, you know, they'll they'll say that. Uh, the the left will be like, well, it's it's not it's not human. You, you know, it's it's not. Um, well, let's start with the right. The right will say, well, it's a uh, it's a human. Right and therefore you can't kill it, and the left'll be like, well, it's not human, but they'll conflate human with alive, and so they'll they'll be like, what did I see the other day I saw I, this is the tweet I saw some someone said, Oh, um a single cell life discovered on Mars, Yay, we discovered life, but also leftists would say, Oh a six month old baby isn't you know fetus isn't isn't life isn't life The left doesn't say it's not life, they say it's not." like human enough like they say it doesn't have rights that's the distinction they don't even say it's not human i think they would agree that it's human dna they just don't think that that they think you're allowed to kill a human under the circumstance where that human is what they would say parasitic on other on the woman right like that's their position there may be problems with that position but that's their position it's not that it's not life that it's not like that human or like, that's not, that's a misrepresentation of their their position. And I, I hear the right do that a lot. And I know the left does it all also with the right because they often, uh, they often kind of mischaracterize it as always religious and always kind of mystical and, and uh, anti-woman and, and all that kind of stuff, which is not. The, the right's position is like, yeah, it is her body it is for choice but there's someone else involved like there's, a, there's like, another body there's another person involved there's another body involved and like and that's their position and that's like also a reasonable position to have like both of those positions are somewhat reasonable at least on the surface and then you need to peel them apart but both sides just massively misrepresent the other side and so there's no reconciliation possible because no one's having a real conversation about it right
1: they're never but see that's that's the way they keep
0: You just muted Carrie. I don't know why. You were great, and then you just went silent. Unless it's just for me. Is she muted to everyone else? Beverly, tell me if she's muted for you. Yeah, she is muted. Okay. I don't know what just happened. She disappeared. Uh, we'll come back. We'll come back to it. Uh, that sucks. We we're in the middle of a middle of a discussion. Who knows? Pyra Tomsky says, great point, Kerry. I assume he's not meaning the silence, although maybe it's a silent protest. Well, uh, I guess we can, while we're waiting for Kerry, I guess we could move on a little bit to, um, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to move on to helicopters. But Kerry disappeared. Who knows? Oh, I know what I'll do. Beverly's putting this thing up to remind me. I told Beverly to do this, and then I ignored it like a jerk. Um, <laughs> to Star Chat, uh, go to Subscribe Star slash Unsafe Space to, to give us a Star Chat if you want to. If you want to chat, also um, don't forget to support the show. Those are the things I'm supposed to say when I see this little banner that Beverly put up, and I was uh, annoying, ignoring. Carrie, are you back?
1: I'm back. Someone tried to call me, and it ruined my phone thing anyway oh. <laughs> um, yeah Your silence you... was
0: violence Someone in chat says that you <laughs> yeah. were being violent so
1: yeah if you guys are just tuning in we are uh in the middle of a two-week suspension on youtube on our main channel and we're streaming live on our clips channel you can also find us always no matter where we're at you can find us on unsafespace.com backslash live and if you are someone who uses odyssey we are also on odyssey you can find us there. People are always suggesting other platforms, so i should like to let people know where we are. And we uh, mostly know
0: about the other platforms, but we do appreciate the suggestions. Sometimes yeah. they, they look better uh, from the consumer perspective than they do from the producer perspective. <laughs> but uh, but we are going to try and be on as many as we can. So
1: yes, we also have a locals which we don't use, but we're going to start. I promise. We keep promising. We have I don't
0: promise. Carrie's making these promises about I'm locals. I make no representations about locals.
1: I do. I'm Carrie's promising we are going to use it. And if right, you're Carrie's there. Carrie's going to be on locals. Go ahead and All start right. following us there because we I promise. That I've made a couple <laughs> of resolutions on this trip. We're going to start using it. <laughs> Why are you beating your head? Look, I'm doing that. And uh, we're also in the middle mm-hmm. of what? We're in the middle of rescheduling a couple of things. We had a, I just got to do an interview with Drunk Three PO and mm. that's gonna be coming out on Odyssey because we can't put it up on YouTube for a couple of weeks and it'll I come out here
0: on YouTube as well. It'll be on eventually,
1: the clips yeah. yeah. But I think it'll no, be No no no, it'll just, be
0: simultaneously on the Clips channel, like we, we have. Oh been on doing the clips channel, right? Oh okay. Yeah. 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 And then we'll transfer it to the main one. When Generally what we do is we publish it everywhere and then move it to the main one when we're back, assuming that we get back.
1: Anyway. I' anyway, the main one <laughs> what I was saying about drunk through you. he's a very kind, empathetic person. He's funny. I'm so happy we got introduced to him, and I'm excited for you guys to hear that conversation. And it was really good to talk to him because, like I was saying, I've been feeling a little misanthropic in the past few days, and talking to someone who is just full of light is the way I would describe him. it was it was really positive. So I hope you guys watch that one. He got to interview.
0: He sounds you. like he's full of some wires and alcohol. I don't know who this is, <laughs> but. Drunk um, 3PO? Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so you were in the middle of uh, probably an epic rant about Texas abortion law. Or something.
1: Oh, not really. I just, I just saw that they're, now that they're back to saying my body, my choice, someone who actually believes in bodily autonomy like myself, I'm so I'm so less inclined to listen to you and to care now because you've proved to me it doesn't actually mean anything to you. And if you're on Twitter and you're one of these blue checkmark influencers and you're uh, uh, I don't know you're part of the establishment and you're on there saying my body my choice and you expect me to care the ACLU oh my gosh the ACLU is so gross I mean we know this we know they abandon civil liberties uh, Jason. Uh, uh, Chris in chat, he sent me a screenshot of, and maybe he can, maybe Beverly can find this. I retweeted it. It's, um, it's a screenshot of the ACLU. And they're talking about vaccine mandates. And in the tweet, they actually say, they say something like, it's sort of like, I know you would think that maybe vaccine mandates are against people's civil liberties, but actually it's, it's, uh, it's their civil liberties let me explain why <laughs> right can you imagine
0: actually words have no meaning
1: <laughs> words have no meaning that's what that tweet is words have no meaning we're gonna say except for the thing. words that
0: they say when they want them to mean a right thing. Yes. and
1: mm-hmm. now now with the Texas abortion thing what do they do? now they're right back to saying bodily autonomy did a violation of civil liberties they had tried to get it up to the Supreme Court the ACLU what did you say last week ACLU about vaccine mandates, this is so gross. Click on the one on the right. Okay, so there's, yeah, look at this. Far from compromising them, vaccine mandates actually further civil liberties.
0: Oh, do they?
1: (laughs) Words mean nothing anymore, right? Okay, then they say they protect the most vulnerable people with disabilities and fragile immune systems, children too young to be vaccinated and communities of color hit hard by the disease. Okay, by this rationale, ACLU, by this messed up backwards rationale, you would be totally justified in saying on your Twitter, ACLU, far from compromising them, anti-abortion laws actually further civil liberties. They protect the most vulnerable unborn babies in the womb. With
0: fragile immune systems.
1: Yes. So you know what, don't, don't talk to me out of both sides of your mouth, you freaking hypocrites. I, I am the, the person, one of the people who <laughs> usually you could get me to pay attention to something like this and I just feel no interest in it whatsoever. As far as I'm concerned right now, I'm like, you know what, there's still a six week window Quit talking about it like it's completely anti-abortion. They're still allowing abortions in the state up to six weeks. I know I should care about the violation of civil liberties after that because I am I am still pro-choice with a lot of caveats. I just don't care right now. And And you can't. There's so much worse happening in the world. And you guys who are speaking out of both sides of your mouth, you are evil. You're liars. You don't care about. Do you know? not just in Texas, but across the country right now, there are people losing their livelihoods. People who are the sole providers for their families who are losing their livelihoods because of vaccine mandates, because their bodily autonomy is being stripped from them. And you have nothing to say about it. Actually, you have lies to say about it? Screw you. I don't, I don't care about what's the abortion bill in Texas because I, I, I can't truck with those people right now. I'll put it that way.
0: Um, I don't want to black pill you too much, but uh, this is not a function of the left. It's not a function of the ACLU. Most people don't mean most of what they say most of the time. And the reason, th- the minute you understand that, you understand where we are in culture. Um, most people don't mean most of what they say most of the time. They don't. I hate that. They don't even know what they're saying. I know. Much of I know. the time.
1: I hate it you know what? I hate hate it. It's lying. It's like when I got on the plane yesterday. So usually I I did this, I explained this in a video card, the video about how to get away with remaining face free on most flights. And Mm -hmm. I usually wear my, I have a lot of little things I do, but I have my bandana around my neck and I just pull it up. And so on every flight I get on, I make them tell me to put on the other kind of mask. And sometimes they don't. So sometimes I get to have the bandana the whole time, which is easy to slip down. Anyway, long story short, one of the flights, there was a flight attendant there when I got on who said, we don't allow bandanas anymore. And then, and then he says, would you like one of our masks? I, that's a lie, that is a lie. Don't put it in the form of a question. Even lies like that bother me. Just say, you have to wear this mask here, be honest. You know, if I, don't say, would you well, like you one could of our Well, you
0: could have had another mask on you. Is you like, do no. you need one is the question, right? Like.
1: I, I know he had already said, do you have another one? No. Would you like one oh, of Oh, our... you did. Oh. No. Like, if, I, if, I, if you're going to put it in the phrase of a question, well, then no, I don't. I would not like one. Like, screw you. Just be tr- be honest. Just say what you mean. Say, hey, you have to wear this one. Put this kind on.
0: You know what Jason <laughs> pointed out when we were coming back from the unspace. Unsafe space retreat in Texas was, and I hadn't noticed it. I'm glad he caught this, and I. But after he said this, I noticed that every airline saying this. They said federal law requires that you wear a mask. No, it doesn't. Federal regulation requires mm-hmm. that you wear a mask. There is no law mm-hmm. that you have to do it. It's a regulation, and it's a minor distinction, and it's a nuance. But I think it could potentially be an important one. This is not a law; it is a regulation. It is a regulatory body that has decided this. Congress didn't pass a law saying thou shalt wear masks on planes. Um, so, yeah. I, I just I, can I make a? I know, I know, I blackpilled a, l- a little bit with the uh, no one people don't mean what they say anyway. No, I've learned time, that this but, year.
1: I've learned that. I've learned a lot of hard well, lessons. Go ahead. you Go ahead.
0: No, I, I want to talk about the psychology of being shocked by stuff. Because I've been thinking about this, too. And I've been thinking, like, why are people perpetually shocked? And because people are. They're perpetually shocked. I can't believe someone's like, I can't believe CNN lied. It's like, oh, my God, really? You can't believe CNN? I just like that was a major whack. Uh, I, can't, I can't believe that CNN lied. So I think there's, a, there's, um, there's self-protection in shock. And because shock implies that what you're experiencing is out of the ordinary, and that there is an ordinary, which is better. And it's very difficult to face the reality that this is not out of the ordinary, you are in a kind of cultural hell. Like, and that's the truth about where we are. It doesn't mean that we can't get out or there aren't great people or find communities or build stuff like, and I, and, and I want to be focusing on that, And we are focusing on that. But it's very painful to open your eyes to the reality of the culture that you're living in. And one way to avoid facing that pain and confronting it is to be shocked constantly by things that actually aren't shocking at all. They are the norm. But having that sense of shock is like, oh, my God, you can pretend that, like, actually, this is abnormal. Um, okay, It's well, not. It's not abnormal.
1: I counterpoint from Carrie. I think, actually, uh, there's, there's something good about retaining your shock, I think, because it should not be normal. It's not normal. And, for it example... It is
0: normal. Not no. good, but normal.
1: Well, it's not normal from even just five years ago. And the thing is, when I talk, so for example, when we just got our recent two-week suspension and they pulled the video down, I was shocked. Even though I know YouTube is censorious and we've been covering the purge for two years and my eyes are fully open, I was still shocked that they took that video down. And when I posted about it, uh, the, other, the other reason is that I know there are people who are not as far along on it as i am on this path of having their eyes opened and i'm not as far along as you probably and, you know people could make that argument but there are people that are that that are in my circle who are not as far along and i know that for them to accept that this is that this happened and this this is a bad thing it's shocking to them as well and it should be and i remember what it was well, like if, when you, i was if you first, don't i remember what it was like when i was first had my eyes open to some of these things and it was shocking. And there's still things that shock me. And, and so for example, this one, this latest two-week suspension shocked me. I shared it and someone said, uh, why are you acting surprised? It's like, I'm not acting. I am literally surprised they took this down and I'm also right. angry about it. Am I not allowed to be passionate? We Part of the problem is that we've gotten complacent and I don't, I'm not always shocked. Like, for example, we have friends, we have other, there are other wrong thinkers who are constantly being ban- perma-banned on Twitter, you know, as Hill versus Babyface, perma-banned, Cameron Pasha, perma-banned, uh, Alex of All Trades, perma-banned. This is happening constantly. And it's so frequent now. Drunk, drunk 3PO, the day before I interviewed him, perma-banned. And, and for the dumbest thing. And when it happens, we're sort of like, we're becoming inured to it. We're becoming ignored to it, like it's the new normal. And it didn't used to be the normal on Twitter five, ten, you know, five, six years ago, it was not the normal. And now so we're, it's like we react to it less. It's sort of like, yeah, so-and-so got banned. And uh, no, I think we should have that level of this is not acceptable every time. So,
0: I, 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 yeah, I don't think so. I, and, and, and here's why. I'm not talking to people who are just waking up. I'm talking to people in our community who know damn well that we're going to get banned from Twitter. They've seen it several right. times and Facebook and, and YouTube and whatever. Like, look, you guys shouldn't be shocked. I wasn't shocked. Like, <laughs> I got the email. I'm like, uh, oh, banned from YouTube. I'm like, oh, I guess I should ask what happened. <laughs> like, okay. Like, I'm not shocked. There's a difference between being not shocked and being passive. I am not arguing that you shouldn't be passive. Like, if you grew up in 19—if you're, if you're around in 1930s Germany, you shouldn't be shocked at the anti-Semitism, but you should fight it because it's evil and wrong. You should be, you should be angry about it and angry that it's everywhere, and you should act on—and fi- you should try and fix it and act on, on principle to fight it. I'm and I'm very passionate about that. That's why I do this show. So I am against all of this and passionately against it and think people should fight it. But I don't think shock, I think if you have the shock, your I think your tactics are different. If you if you recognize that you this is the world you're in, then it spurs you to a different kind of action than than the idea that this thing I'm experiencing is an anomaly in the world I'm in. Because an anomaly you can shout down, or point out, or be outraged about, and sometimes that anom- people will recognize the anomaly, and they will suppress it, and things will go back to normal. That's not going to happen here, because these aren't anomalies, because there is a new normal. We are in this hellhole culturally, and so that actually isn't going to work as a solution. What we need to be doing is focusing on how to, how to build something better, and I don't think you can really start building something better until you accept the reality of where you are. That's my counter counter argument.
1: Yeah, I, I guess know. so. I just I, we we're we're probably not going to come to agreement on this because I I think the shock is necessary, and I think we should never lose that and become complacent. And I'm not I shocked think, though. So am I? Yeah.
0: Am I am I a problem in this? Like,
1: I think so because <laughs> well i think i think no i, think I mean i don't you know have,
0: anyone working harder than i am to build no, a new world
1: listen to me but you don't appeal to everyone and you don't want to i'm not okay. talking about pr no no i'm not talking about, I'm talking how, about how to PR appeal to either. people listen to me nobody's going to come with you you can be shouting in the darkness and you're not going to be convincing people and maybe that's okay because you're talking to the people like you said who already had their eyes open and that's fine we need leaders who are just talking to them but some of us are also trying to talk to people who are not awake yet. I do want to wake more people up. We need more people.
2: We need to Right, I, more I get that.
0: But that this is a that's a tactic about convincing people, not about psychological health. Right. So I'm I'm as a tactic, being outraged may in fact work. Be I mean it clearly works on Twitter and with clickbait and everything. It's like it that does actually work to attract people. I'm not arguing that that's a bad tactic. I'm arguing that if you're already here and you understand this stuff and you've been on this show like you know watching this show and in the community, outrage should subside like your shock should subside. maybe not outrage. You can be morally outraged and I actually still am. I'm am morally outraged. So are you? Yeah, I know me too. you
1: are
0: I am, but I'm not shocked. There's a different. I'm morally outraged, but I'm morally outraged at at, at YouTube every single day. I'm not shocked when they do something that's like, yep. I am shocked another when, they, thing.
1: when they push it further. And I'm not gonna stop being like, oh I guess I should. I am shocked every time it escalates. When they put us in actual gulags, I will still be shocked, even though I know you know what I mean? Like I will still be shocked when it escalates each time.
0: <laughs> like, well so I, look, I I don't want to get to the gulags. And and I think I I think being able to predict that that's what's happening might spur some people to act to stop it from happening. Um, and if you anticipate something, you're less likely to be shocked. Like if someone sucker punches you, that's a lot different than if you know the punch is coming and it's telegraphed. Right. And I'm saying the punch is coming. They've been telegraphing forever. So, yeah, defend yourself. Punch back. Like block move whatever like yes have the fight be outraged that they're punching you but don't get sucker punched because you're just not paying attention if you're getting sucker punched constantly
1: uh i I just want to say uh g-man says lol i'm loving this good i'm glad but pirate Tomsky says beverly can tell our channel mom and pop not to fight (laughs) uh and then we're
0: just both passionate having a the disagreement yeah, having we're not... different
1: agree... yeah. yeah different perspectives and then um matt deckard says we can save them we can save them all but we can't we can only save those who get burned uh little ragamuffin says i'm still shocked daily and i often say i don't know why i'm still shocked at this yeah that's me you're not pretty similar and then this one i just want to read this one because this is probably true dario says i would say it's different levels of naivete to us who've who've seen many people do double talk and double speech. We aren't surprised or shocked. It seems to me Carrie is still new to this. Yeah, also I still have a, and I think this is probably a good thing and I don't wanna give it up entirely, but I still like, I just assume people are coming from a good place and that they're operating in good faith, even though logically I know that's not true and that's not most people. So it still shocks me when I see people so divorced from, truth or from, like you said, Carter, they don't, they say things they don't mean.
0: Right. Why? Of course they do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, imagine, imagine here, we'll take it to another level beyond me. Imagine someone like, uh, whether, what, whether you think about it or not as irrelevant? Imagine someone like Ayn Rand who wrote a book about in the forties, I guess she wrote this forties, I think it was forties about the United States completely falling apart and disintegrating and like it's slide into collectivism she would not be shocked at today. She would be angry, but she, she she would have been, if she were alive today, she would be saying, I've been telling you this for 80 years. (laughs) Like what, what the hell guys, I've been saying that this will happen for 80 years. That's what she would be saying. Um, And, and there definitely are, you know, I'm not like, it's been probably 20 years since I've been shocked that, we move to the left constantly and to more socialism and more collectivism. Like I got over that, you know, there was a time in politics where it was like, this time, this time we're gonna, government's gonna get smaller and oh my God, I'm shocked. They did it again, they expanded. And like, eventually I'm like, oh, I get it. We're always moving in this direction. <laughs> I understand. Like, okay, and now like, if I someone comes that. up to me now and they're like, can you believe the government expanded and they added an agency? Yes, Yes. I can. Yeah. Can can you believe that they wouldn't? Right? That's the that's the thing. So let's wait. Let's do some super chats though. Hold on, because I don't want to. And oh, there's there's two. There's only two. Okay. Okay. So let
1: me just remind people we are banned from our main channel on YouTube. We are streaming on Odyssey. And uh, somebody just said, wow, this is a pretty cool achievement. Fopeasy. What a great name. Fopeasy says, hey. Just pointing out more of us should start watching the Odyssey, especially when they have to stream from their alternative channel. 33 in there now. Highest number it's ever had. That's a cool achievement. We unlocked oh, nice. 33. Cool. Level we, up.
0: I have, we have to get better at uh, some of this. I know. Uh, okay, hold on. G-Man says, uh, he gives us five bucks and says, let's face it. It's only a matter of time before you guys get banned from unsafespace.com to, <laughs> to Beverly told me some stuff. I don't know what the hell Beverly told you, but the only way we get banned from unsayspace.com to make it very clear is if the registrar takes away our ownership of the domain. That's it. That's the only way we get banned from unsayspace.com, And I've not seen that happen even to Parler. Uh, I, I guess it could theoretically happen, but hey. we're on our own server. Like, it's all us. There's nothing hosted. I mean, there is. we have a virtual server, but like, We could switch virtual servers in a heartbeat um so that's the only way we get banned from that
1: hey let me jump in real quick matt deckard says i can't super chat that's odd just a reminder if you're trying to super chat we are permanently demonetized on our clips channel which is where we're at right now so you can only super chat today if you go to subscribestar.com there's a little tip jar beverly will send us your your star chat from subscribestar or you can do uh you can be watching on odyssey i think they have Super chats there. And uh, you can do one of those two ways.
0: By, by the way, uh, G <laughs> Man says, don't be shocked when it happens, Carter. I would be shocked if it happened now because we're not at the point to get that, that, uh, that registrars would do that. But I won't be shocked when it happens because we won't be the first one. Like, we're clearly going there, right? So, yeah, someday that will probably happen. Um, but hopefully we'll have alternate technology, but then maybe we'll have a registrar in China uh, <laughs> or somewhere where the Wokies can't get to us, and then they'll just have to block it. All right. Uh, John Martin says, he gives us 10 bucks and says, Recently, Road to Serfdom realized that public health is the new planned economy. I think he meant recently read Road to Serfdom and oh. realized that public health is the new planned economy.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's gosh. That's a good observation. Did it you- is. Did you... Did you see um, Trudeau doing a speech saying, we're gonna take everything we've learned from our response to COVID and apply it to climate change? And he, he basically is just laying it all he's out He's reading there. chapter
0: two of The Great Reset Book, or yep. right? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, well, he, he doesn't mean everything. We, actually, he's misspeaking. He's going to take everything that they learned about the human reaction to COVID, man, like lockdown's yes. end and mandates and apply it yes. to climate change. He's not taking anything he learned about COVID. I would venture to guess Justin Trudeau has learned zero about COVID. Uh, he's only learned about human reaction to government uh, control justified yep. via COVID. Um, Tomsky wants me to plug Telegram at the end of the stream. We always post channel updates in there. How about I plug oh, it yeah. now? Go to Telegram.
1: Go to Telegram and if you if you prefer Discord and you subscribe in any way, even if it's a dollar a month, you have access to our access to our Discord as well.
0: Yes. We're in all uh, the places. Some people don't I just someone just messaged me today. They're like, Telegram's got too many messages. I'm I'm leaving the chat. And they kind of said it in a huff. Uh look guys, that's Telegram. That's not us. If you're in any Telegram channel That's what it's, it's like. It's a shit show. That's what Telegram's like. I actually mostly have it muted because it's a lot for me. But if you want slower speed, go to Discord. It's a little bit more organized. There are people there. You know, you can hang out in Discord.
1: Telegram is like the Wild West before it all got organized. It's like some people love that environment. And I actually, I'd pop in there once in a while because it's too much for me, too. And every once in a while, I, I walk into the saloon, basically, see what's happening. And it's just all over. It's like gunshots here and there and people talking cross talk. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if you if you put it down for a day, you come back. There's like a thousand, or maybe not a thousand, but like, it's like, what the hell? Just <laughs> And even the knitters, the Knitter chat in Telegram is almost like, just as active as the main just chat. As active. It's active, like, yeah. yeah. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> Some people thrive in that. I go in, Pirate Tomsky's at the bar, at you know, behind the bar at the saloon. <laughs> <sighs> he's got it all under control he's polishing glasses
0: <laughs> Pyro Tomsky's pretty good at uh,
1: he's playing the he, piano he, he,
0: he brings the hammer down on people in Telegram from what I can tell so um, yeah Johnny Buckrickjaw says Carter it's called freedom yeah I'm all in support of it which is why I'm not bitching about the way Telegram is I just don't spend a lot of time in there because to each their own right I've got my uh, abacus and carrier pigeons, and that's how I'm doing <laughs> most most of my work in communications. Hey, uh, whatever. All right. Hey, you know what? Maybe we didn't even need to talk about helicopters. I, you know, we were going to talk about helicopters. It was one of the things. The helicopters in question were Blackhawks. Uh, so there's been a lot of stuff going around the U.S. built, spent, like, left $80 billion worth of equipment in in Afghanistan. Now, that's actually not true. As Snopes took pains to point out, $80 billion number is is the number that came from how much we've spent over time in Afghanistan. Uh, And we did take a lot of equipment out. And more accurate estimates are maybe $10 million worth of equipment. Now, that's still a big number to me. I don't know what your checkbook's like, Kerry, but, you know, $10 billion worth of equipment, it's, you know, I mean, you can't retire on that, but it seems like it's a pretty good start, right? Ten billion. Mine's at, you know, mine's
1: stuff. at, at twenty seven dollars.
0: <laughs> that right? It's okay, you know. Um, so, I live a ca-
1: I live a pretty cash life, though. Okay, go ahead.
0: <laughs> well, uh, a couple, I just a couple things. A few people pointed this out to me, so I wanna, I wanna say it. First of all, so so a lot of that eighty billion, not a lot, some of that eighty billion dollars, this was spent to train people. Um, and so some of the times you're training, I mean, you know, in the, in the back in the day, we were training Taliban, like, (laughs) but, uh, literally to, to go after, uh, I guess, worse people, but, um, more recently we're training the Afghan military, uh, some of whom I think have just switched sides because they were just kind of there and not really caring too much. Um, and a couple people pointed this out to me you see there's a couple of pictures of the taliban soldiers holding carbines with their finger right like nicely straight on the side like holding it their finger nicely straight on the side and that sounds like a little thing but you look at it and you compare it to old pictures and you realize oh all these people have been trained uh they've all been trained by the americans um oh there goes carrie hopefully it's just your video they've all been trained by the Americans Uh, and that's kind of training that you don't you know you don't get back you can't take that with you you can't undo the training Uh, and we did leave quite a lot of equipment Uh, so here is a list of actually if you want to bring this up you can Beverly it's the Taliban Air Force and inventory assessment article uh, that's there in in notion so pull it up Uh, we did leave some aircraft we left 13 aircraft um, we left, you know, some of it's some of it's small, like a Cessna, but you know, also light attack aircraft, jet trainers, transport aircraft. We did leave some helicopters. Looks like we left about four Black Blackhawks, uh, ten attack helicopters, uh, uh, MD, five thirty F attack helicopters, um, plus some other countries left some stuff, uh, transport helicopters and attack helicopters. We left some unmanned aerial vehicles. Uh, Here's some more aircraft, special special mission aircraft. I don't even know what some of this stuff is. Some drones, it sounds like. um, So we did leave quite a bit of stuff in Afghanistan. Maybe not $80 billion. But I also saw, by the way, the Taliban was complaining that we destroyed some of it and made it non-operative before we left. I guess they feel gypped by us pulling out and disabling some of our equipment. So... Um, and this doesn't account i mean, I know there all there also is you know there's m and that kind of stuff, so we did leave it wasn't eighty billion dollars, but like I said earlier, the estimates somewhere around as far as I can tell, the estimates somewhere around ten billion dollars worth of equipment and uh well, wow. yeah, wait, I didn't mean for you to share all that in chat. I don't know what you're talking about, Beverly oh it's from little ragamuffin, okay, whatever uh yeah, so we did leave a lot, and we trained people, and I guess we're not supposed to ask the question. I, one one thing that I find annoying is that when you try and ask the question, like, what the hell was the purpose, or you try and criticize some of the stuff, a lot of people get upset uh, as if you're criticizing the people who are in the military who. Did this like like the grunts like you're, you're criticizing the people who were on the front lines and you know I said this before but my message to the people on the front lines is you were duped they used the best part of you which Ooh. is the desire to defend this country uh, to do some crap that shouldn't have been done wasn't necessary and they screwed it up um, so you I mean ultimately you're run by politicians recognize that you like what do you guys think of like I'll just ask anyone that's in the military, what do you think of Congress? What do you think of Biden? Um, you might have liked Trump, uh, although, you know, I, maybe some, some of you didn't. He was only there for four years. What do you think of Obama? What do you think of, of George W? Those were your leaders, and, and Congress. Those were your leaders, um, and we need to be able to criticize them, and we need to be able to criticize their, uh, the missions that they send you on, the, the military campaigns that they spend your lives and and almost countless tax dollars on around the world. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I said this before, but it was, you know, before I was out for a week and a half or whatever. I We need that, that spirit of the frontline military people who want to defend this country. That's a noble spirit Um you know usually you're there for the you know you're doing it for the right reasons it's a noble thing to want to do especially to be able to to be willing to risk your life to defend this country but you need to be able to separate that from what in actuality you were used to do um, and it's time to be critical of the use of the military and it's time to change how we use the military and i don't know if afghanistan isn't a wake-up call i don't know the soviets were only there for 10 years they collapsed like what a few years after afghanistan they collapsed we were there for 20 years i don't hmm. know so i know i just, feel like uh, i should go somewhere with that but i don't have any well
1: I, I just want to say pra- practically speaking so you know what's happening carter my phone's about to die so i need to go it might just cut me off mid-sentence any minute now and if i tried charging it but it won't let me use the mic if I do that. So I know I'm from the road right now, guys. Sorry for the problems today. Anyway, um, really, just really quickly, if you are in Spokane, Washington, I'm probably will do some kind of meetup on Monday night or trying to, so email speak at unsafe space.com and I'll let you know the details if that comes together. And also, um, if you are, Oh, in the Texas area, I'm going to be moderating again at the better discourse conference and it's coming up November 6th and this one is in Fort Worth, Texas. So if you would like to get tickets to that, I think there are tickets on sale now they have some of the speakers announced and, uh, I hope to see you guys there. I'm pretty excited. They're doing one in Texas and I think that's, that's all I have
0: before. Uh, I I just want to, I want to just reference Scott Miller who, is referencing a Michael Malice tweet, which he did recently, which I absolutely loved. And I think he might've done this while I was gone. So I'm going to, I may not have talked about it. He said, I just want the right to the weapons that I paid for the Taliban to have. That's what, (laughs) that's what, that's what we want. I want an attack helicopter. That's what I want. Um, yes. So yes. Uh, Go ahead.
1: I missed you Carter. I'm glad you're back. We should go I would love to I'm go out well. on the welcome back Carter song, but we'll get banned, so let's we'll not get, do
0: that. We'll get but we'll get things. Everybody go listen uh, to it. <laughs> Robert Pedell says come down to Georgia. I just have to share this. I found out yesterday what a Georgia parole is and I love it. So look up what Georgia Parole is. Uh it was a Revolutionary War thing. If you're on Georgia Parole, you're in trouble. Uh okay. I think we're good. Should we should we I do our good. exit thing? yeah i love you i, I love you act.
1: unsafe space people i love talking to you
0: as a reminder go vaccinate that subscribe button give it a jab jab it jab that jab subscribe that button, button. <laughs> uh and you can go to unsafe space.com to watch the show always 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 please just get in the habit go to unsafe space.com screw going to youtube go to unsafe space.com Likely, it will just be a YouTube embed with the chat. So it'll be the same experience. But um, eventually, it may not be a YouTube in bed. It may be in a bed of something else. So um, don't but forget to I'd do like that. To and get also, out
1: of, we'll get out of their bed eventually.
0: We'll get out of their bed eventually after we've contracted some diseases. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> don't forget to support the show. You can you know, buy t-shirts subscribe all that stuff get cool mugs and we will see you on monday oh and ham radio people i'll see you tomorrow morning but everyone else will see you on monday all right bye thanks for watching See you there.
2: Warning. This is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production has not been authorized by the cathedral. The following co-conspirators have been on-person and may be subject to federal entrapment. Research shows that wearing a mask significantly reduces the risk of becoming infected with independent thought. The next war will be nothing like Afghanistan. I promise. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job.